We're going to uh, read together from uh, Matthew chapter 2 and from verse 13, carrying on from the uh, passage that we read on Christmas, Christmas Day. Uh, when they'd gone, that's it, the wise men had gone home by a different route because they were warned by God that Herod's intentions were less than good, shall we say. When they'd gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother, the child is Jesus, and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he'd been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he'd learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. We're going to spend a few moments just digging into these verses together, and uh, if you like, it's a bit like sharing our quiet time one with another. So we're going to take these verses, and we're going to believe together that God would speak to us through them, and so we'll pray in just a moment, and the desires of our hearts is that we'll hear God speak. And our belief is that God breathes through all Scripture, that it's useful to teaching and training in righteousness. And so we're asking the question this morning, what is God saying to me through the verses that we've just read? So you'll need them open in front of you. If you thought you could get away with just listening to it and not having your Bible open, then you'll need to grab one because you'll need to keep referring to it as we go through. Um, in case I deceive you. So the first thing that I want us to think about, now let's pray and then I'll explain. Father, we believe that your word is light and life and truth to us. We believe that you long to speak to us today. We believe that your word touches and changes us. It might challenge and convict, but it will also comfort and encourage. And so we look to you, to all that you would say, in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you just to spend a moment 
going back through those verses. And I want you to ask the question in your heart or out loud, what, what, what is it that strikes me? What might God be saying to me today? So before we get to the what might God actually be saying, we're going to ask a, a preliminary question, which is which, which verse or phrase or part of the passage is my attention, is my spirit being drawn to? So just do that quietly for a minute. Then I'm going to go through the passage, highlighting perhaps a dozen things that, that you might be drawn to, and then we'll dig into it a little bit deeper. But, but have a first run by yourself. What is it that strikes you? What is it that jumped out of the page at you? What is it that just awakened something in you, stirred you, spoke to you as we read those verses? Evil people, quick boo. He was furious. Isn't the world full of furious, angry people? And there's a thought. And he gave orders to kill. To kill? Isn't the world full of anger that would go to such lengths to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under? There is incredible evil in our world. Now there's a thought. In accordance with the time that he'd learned from the Magi. So, Jesus is no longer in a stable, a little baby. He's probably a two-year-old toddler now. Which is an interesting reflection when the wise men come and worship. He's a two-year-old toddler. What can't you do with a two-year-old toddler? Keep them still. So they're desperate to give them the gifts and the toddler's running all over the place. It, it adds a level for me of realism and reality to the Christmas story, which is all often dressed up in tinsel and so kind of woolly. It, doesn't, it lacks that sense of mm, anymore. Although someone once said, not for me to ever say that the children were probably, Jesus was two years old when the wise men came because it would ruin the Christmas story for everybody. So I've done that now. Then what was said through the... Oh, so this has also been predicted. This is also no surprise. The bad things happen, and to God it's no surprise. And there are people that are weeping and mourning, just like today, that are refusing to be comforted because they've lost something that they feel they'll never get back. And you feel the weight of the pain and the sadness. So, shed a load of things already that God might be speaking into our spirits this morning as we look at this passage. Verse uh, 19. Herod died. Yay! Evil men have their comeuppance. In fact, good men die as well, just saying, but evil men die. Herod died, and the Lord is still speaking to Joseph. Again, the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph and said, get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Quick whoop. I hope Joseph was more excited than you. So he got up straight away. Oh, is, did I really hear from God? Was that really a dream and an angel? Was that just a bad pizza or too much sprouts? What was that in the night? He was a man who'd learned to hear God speak. And when he heard it, he knew it. And he did it straight away. I'm impressed by that. I don't know about you. 
Get up, take the child. Okay, verse 21. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel, the place where God had chosen to make his glory known that it might go to the ends of the world. It's like everything's under God's control, that even evil men that do the most ghastly of things, somehow it's not outside God's will and purpose, his sovereignty is able to cope with all the agony and all the mess. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea, place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And was Joseph having cold feet? Is Joseph, what's, what's going on here? As Joseph works out what God's saying, he begins uh, to hear God speak, goes back to Israel, then he's deciding where he's going to settle in that place. He's using his common sense because there's a pretty nasty chap over there, so why not go over here? He's working it all out, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. Nazareth. Fancy Jesus being brought up in Nazareth. It's a bit like Jesus being brought up in Ipswich or... Um, Somewhere like that. So was fulfilled. So, wow, again, Joseph, he's trying to follow God, trying to do the right thing. He ends up in Nazareth, and the writer goes, wow, well, did you know God already knew that? Just by the way, that's exactly the place where he should have ended up because God had all this covered because he said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Now, again, look at those verses. What strikes you? What's just resonating with you? You might say, well, there are a few things. Well, write the few things down, but just focus on one for the uh, time that we've got here this morning. Go on, again, two more minutes. What's speaking into your spirit from this passage? What what would the spirit be whispering to you about? What is it? Go. How are we doing? This is a lot easier for me. This 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 is a great model for us to follow, isn't it? Week in, week out. How would this play out? Imagine, though, if we all heard God speak to us every Sunday like this. How brilliant would that be? Now, there's a thought. So, you push it in to something that God's speaking to you about? So, now, just for a, just for a little, bit, little bit longer, push in a little bit more. So, if that's what God is drawing your attention to, what, what is he asking or saying to you about it? Is he challenging you or is he encouraging you? Is it about something that you need to do or to say? Is it about an attitude that you have or an expectation that you have? What what does it mean today for you? For you.